heaven is when God's power, God's provision, God's perspective, and God's presence is made available in unlimited ways that you and I must access with our faith in order to receive it. When you don't understand that an open heaven provides everything you need, why? Because God has it all and he's willing to provide it for us. If you don't believe that, you will settle for mud instead of manna. And if you don't know you're under an open heaven, you'll hold on to things you need to let go of. The kingdom of heaven is real. However, you and I must have some keys to actually access the kingdom of heaven. Because listen, I told you last week, if the kingdom of God and the things in it was automatic, we wouldn't have to pray or do nothing. What are the keys that we could use under this open heaven? The key of fasting and praying. It's the only solution to certain problems. See, many of us have diminished the gospel into what I call shortcut Christianity. Amen. But Jesus said there are certain things that require fasting and praying. And you may not have heard it this way, but listen, if Jesus had to fast and pray by God, you know we ought to have to too. Here's key, key benefit number two to fasting and praying is we can receive strategic directions and instructions. The New Living Translation of Acts chapter 13 also shows how God will give us strategic directions when we fast and pray. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and doing what, church? Fasting. What were they doing? Fasting. The Holy Spirit, what? If you want the Holy Spirit to say some things, you need to stop eating some things. There's something about a combination of fasting and praying that gets the attention of heaven. And so the question we have to ask ourselves is, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it, church? Did you fast and pray this week? How many fasted and pray? Yeah. So I don't know what you got out of fasting and praying. And even those who are watching, whatever you got out of it, stick with it. One thing that that registered with me is I'm going to fast and pray more this year because typically I'll do it at the beginning of the year and and I don't want to have to lose weight and all that stuff but you know I'm down 10 (laughs) I am but I'm gonna be back up this week praise the Lord (laughs) so uh but I just it, it was one of those things because I try to live a fasted life everybody say a fasted life You may say, what is that? I never eat till I'm full. I only eat half of my food. And if the food is real good, I'm still going to leave some. I want my body to know that you're not going to control me. Say amen to that. So whatever happened this week, uh, I want to encourage you. You don't have to do it for a whole week, but throughout the year, just find some time to fast and pray. Amen. All right, grab your Bibles or whatever you use to access the Word. Just right there at your seat. And if you're at home watching, stand up at home. We're going to let you stand up. We're going to sit down today when you stand up. I mean, you didn't have to get in the car. You didn't have to go nowhere. So why don't you just stand up right there at your house? Stand up at your cubicle if you're watching at work. Say, this is God's Word. Come on, say it like you mean it, church. This is God's Word. Not Pastor Evans' Word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare 
that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. Thank you for the spirit of God. Thank you for Jesus Christ. As we come today, I pray, Father, that you have already prepared all of our hearts to hear and discern what you want us to know. And I thank you that everything that will be said and done will glorify you today. So use me as an oracle of God and speak through me to your people. And I thank you that after today, we'll have more keys to access the open heaven that's already here in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. 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 Good morning to you all. So if we, uh, how many are visiting, visitors, 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 raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to sing or nothing. Come on. All right. Give our few visitors a big hand. So we're in a series entitled Living Under an Open Heaven. Everybody say Living Under an Open Heaven. And so it's centered around the theme that we have for the year. And so uh, last week I discussed keys to uh, using in an open heaven. And so if you're taking notes today and if you need your notes, if you don't have notes, if you'll raise your hand, our ushers will hand you some. And if you're watching, you can go to actually the Bible app, the U version, and we have the notes for today's message as well. And so the goal of the message today, which by the way, the topic is understanding angels under an open heaven. Understanding angels under an open heaven. And the goal of the lesson today, listen, is not to give you a full-blown Bible study regarding angels. I am not going to do that. But the goal is to help you understand their role in an open heaven and in your life. And then the end result of today's message, listen, is to give you practical applications on how to utilize angels. Amen. Now, in 2011, there was a city called Joplin, Missouri. They experienced one of the worst tornadoes in its history. And at least 158 people died in that tragedy. And so after this event, you know, of course, the city has rebuilt since then. But it's been nicknamed the city of butterfly people. You can look this up on the Internet. And you may say, well, why? Because many who survived the incident of that tornado as well as their children, reported seeing humanoid creatures or also known as angels being there during the tragedy. The common story from the adults and the children was right at the brink of death. When the debris was falling, watch this now, these angels came and protected many people. They were so real, the city now is decorated throughout the city with butterfly people. Everybody say angels are real. Angels are real. And I want to show you through scripture what role they play in this world and in our life. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start out by giving all of us a definition of angels. And then we're going to jump into the lesson today. Because here's the thing. I believe most people believe in angels, but I don't believe enough people understand how they work and function. So here's the biblical definition of angel. 
It is an, a messenger, a courier, a representative, and a ministering spirit. Everybody say, a messenger, a courier, a representative, and a ministering spirit. In fact, as you study angels in the Bible, what you'll recognize is the book of Revelation has mention of angels more than any of the books in the Bible. As a matter of fact, over 50-something times is the word angels mentioned in the book of Revelation. Also, the word angel in some cases is translated as the word messenger. Everybody say messenger. So if you're taking notes, here's point number one. Angels are real. Look at your neighbor and say angels are real. And most Christians, I believe, would agree that angels are real, even though the majority of us may not have ever personally experienced them to our knowledge. And so Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, they're going to put it on the screen. It says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels and not been aware of it. The New Living Translation says this, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Look at your look at your other neighbor and say, I believe angels are real. Now here's the thing, what we believe to be real determines the possibilities of our lives. Mark chapter 9 verse 23, most of us know it. Jesus said, if you can believe, watch what he says, all things become what? possible but it's only possible to him that believe and sometimes you and I we let our carnal minds limit our belief in spiritual things even though listen we very seldom do that in natural things for example we believe in air but we don't see it amen we believe we're going to get paid so we do the work first and then wait for the paycheck We believe that our car insurance company is going to pay for or to repair the car if it gets damaged. We believe that. So just like we believe that, we're going to have to choose to believe that angels are real. Because here's the thing. Even if we can't see them, doesn't mean that they're not real. And if we choose to not believe, church, watch this. It doesn't make them non-existent. It just keeps them from being active for us. I'm going to say that again. Y'all didn't get that. If we choose to not believe, it doesn't make them non-existent. It just keeps them from being active for us. And see, here's why you only call on what you believe. You know, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, How can they call on him? To whom uh, to save them unless they believe in him. See, if you don't believe in angels, it limits them working on your behalf. Now, God's listen, God's going to use all of his entourage to make sure his will is done. But some of us, we're going to have to. I'm trying to make you more aware that there are more for you than who against you. Stop focusing on your haters. There are more angels than are our haters. Amen. He said, but how can they call on him and to save them unless they believe? How can they believe in him, or I'm going to say them, if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless somebody tells them? And that's why I'm telling you about angels today. And the context of verses that I'm getting ready to read, because Jesus himself believed and functioned with angels. Amen. 
So this is in Matthew chapter 26. And this is the context where the soldiers were getting ready to take Jesus away to crucify him and judge him. So it says, he told Peter, put away your sword. How many know you need a Peter in your life? How many act like Peter sometimes? Yep, yep, yep. I, I, can, I can understand that. I can understand that. I thought I was going to have to act like Peter this week, but I didn't do it. Y'all would be so proud of Pastor Edna. So anyway, he says, put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Watch verse 53. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? Everybody say Jesus believed in angels. Now, I want you to notice he didn't say you talk to the angels, even though they come as messengers and you can talk to them. He said, notice, he says, I'm going to ask my father and my father will dispatch them because I'm going to show you through the lesson. They respond to God's word and not just yours. Amen. And here's the thing. The devil himself knows that angels are real. You know why? Because he used to be one. Matthew chapter 4 verse 5, it says this. This was when Jesus was being tempted by the devil. And it says the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And said unto him, this was the devil talking. He talked to some of y'all this week. You still hungry, right? Go on and get you a bagel. He said unto him, if you be the son of God, cast yourself down for it is written. Notice the devil knows the word. He says, it is written, he, God, will give his angels charge concerning you. And in their hands, they will bear you up. Lest at any time you dash your foot against the stone. Listen to the New Living Translation. He says, if you're the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect you. Even the devil knew and knows that angels are real. There is an innumerable amount of angels and about a third of them decided to follow the devil. Revelation chapter 5 verse 11 tells us uh, about this number. He says, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. Where were these angels? They were round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them, listen church, was 10,000 times 10,000. Well, we can just stop there because it keeps on saying and thousands of thousands, but 10,000 times 10,000 is a hundred million. Pull your calculator out, somebody. It's a hundred million. I did the math before I came because I know we would struggle. 10,000 times 10,000 is 100 million angels. And then he says, and thousands of thousands. The verses we're about to read is Jesus talking about what's going to happen at the end of the world. Because I'm going to show you, watch this now. When the devil decided to no longer be an angel, but to become a demon or a devil, he decided to take some people with him. So it says in Matthew 25, 40, and the king shall answer. This is at the end of the world. This is when now uh, people were being separated, the righteous on the right and the, uh, the unbelievers on the left. And so he says, and the king will answer and say unto them, verily I say unto you, in so much as you have done it unto the least of these of my brethren. This was Jesus talking. He says, you've done it to me. Verse 41, then shall he say unto those on the left hand. 
Depart from me. You are cursed into the everlasting, what church? Fire, which has been prepared, read it with me, for the devil and his angels. These are what we would call demons or demonic spirits. And we know those are real because some of y'all live with them. Some of y'all work for them. Amen. So everybody say, angels are real. Angels are real. Amen. Here's point number two if you're taking notes. Angels have types and kinds. So here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go through all the the the, the four uh, beasts with the wings and covering the eye. I'm not going through. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm just trying to get you some understanding because I need your faith in place so you can understand when you need angels to be dispatched on your behalf doing this open heaven, God will send them when you need them. So here's one of the types of angels, worshiping angels, okay? Now this, of course, are angels who worship God. And I believe, first of all, let me say this, all angels worship God. But I believe there's a set of angels and all they do is worship God. Let's look in uh, the New Living Living Translation of Revelation chapter 7, verse 11. It says, and all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts. And they fell before the Lord. Who did? They did. All of them did. They fell before the throne on their faces and they did what? They worshiped God. One of the, uh, I don't want to call it a job description, but one of the reasons that angels exist is to worship God. Amen. Why? Because God is holy and he deserves worship. Here's the second type of angels. You have warring angels. Now, these are angels who have a role to fight and do warfare. See, if you really got that, you'll stop putting hands on people. Let your angels do it. The New Living Translation of Daniel chapter 10. It says this. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees, And the man, notice Daniel, saw this angel as a man because angels, even though they are spirits, they can transform themselves into human looking beings. If you go and read the book in, uh, in, in Job, when, um, this is when, well, not Job, but this is the book where Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be, uh, God was going to annihilate those cities. And he sent two angels and, uh, you know, Abraham's nephew Lot was living in one of those cities and God sent two angels and they look like men. They talk like men. They even, listen, he even invited them in to eat with them. And here's the thing that can really be, uh, can really mess people up. But the, 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 the men that were in that city who were, uh, practicing homosexuals, right? Uh, wanted those two angels to come out so they could have them. So sometimes you can be you can be dealing with an angel and not even know it. Amen. Watch how you treat people when you see them. That homeless man on the corner just might be an angel. God just wants to see how you're going to treat him. Amen. So he says, verse 12, don't be afraid, Daniel. 
Watch this, church. I want you to see something about this. He says, since the first day you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. Church, when you and I pray, God hears us when we pray. He says, I've come to answer to your prayer. I've come to do that. He's a messenger. Watch verse 13. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. He said, listen, the day you prayed, Daniel, God heard it. But listen, I came to give you a response to your prayer, but I had to fight this spirit, this demonic spirit for 21 days. And sometimes, church, our prayers may look like they are being delayed, but they're not being denied. See, if you don't have the right perspective of time, you will think that if God has taken a while for something, he's denied your request. That's not the case. Denial, listen, it's not denied. It's just being delayed. And it's not being delayed because he's trying to punish you or make you wait. It's only being delayed because sometimes you don't know the warfare that's taking place. So you got to be patient. Don't be an answer to your own prayer. Let me tell you something. If you answer your own prayer, you're going to have to sustain what you did. And so for 21 days, he said, I was fighting this prince of Persia. He blocked my way. Watch this now, because this is the first time now that one of the names of the angel is being uh, named. Because all angels are not named in the Bible. Only two. As I know it. Well, three, if you want to call the devil, uh, uh, he's a, he's an unemployed angel. He said, then Michael, one of the archangels, notice now that's a rank. He says, Michael is an archangel. He came to help me and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. He said, listen, I was trying to bring the answer to your prayer. I got intercepted by this spirit called uh, this Persian spirit. And so I had to call on Michael and he came to help me. And while Michael was fighting, I came to see you. You know why? Because there's no weapon that's formed against you that will prosper. That's why it's so good to pray in tongues. Because when you're praying in tongues, you don't know what you're praying, but you are praying the will of God. You don't know what's... Listen, let me tell you something, church. You may not can see it, but warfare is taking place all the time. So you have worshiping angels. You have warring angels. And then you have working angels. Now, these are angels who are, uh, they have the responsibility to care for and to work for God's people. Now, I believe all angels working, regardless of what their job is, all of them are working. But there are some angels that God has set aside to aid his people. Here's an example of working angels caring for Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 8, it says, again... The devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world and the glory of them. And then he said unto him, all these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me. Can we just pause there? Because the devil was trying to get Jesus to do what the devil was supposed to be doing in heaven. And that's all he wants. He wants our worship. And so let's see how Jesus responded. 
And Jesus said unto him, he said unto Jesus, all these things I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written. Because that's the only thing the devil will listen to, is the word. Listen, church, you can cry all you want to. Ain't nothing wrong with crying. You feel good after you're done. Especially those warm tears. You ever cry those warm, I mean, they're just warm coming down your face. They feel so good. They feel so good. It's hot, right? devil ain't moved by that he's a devil it is written you shall worship the lord your god, thy god and only him shall you serve and then watch this church here's what i want you to see then the devil leaves him and behold what church come on church angels did what they came and ministered to him Listen to the New Living Translation. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. You are never by yourself. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what a lot of devil is telling you. You are never by yourself. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The angels came and cared for Jesus. Watch Psalm 103 verse 20. It says, bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength. This is a working angel. That do his what? Commandments. And they hearken unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all ye his hosts, you ministers of his, that do his what? Man, the angels are designed to do what God wants done. Listen to the NIV version of Psalm 103.20. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all you heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. The angel's assignment is to obey the Father's will. And this is why when you and I consistently stay in God's will, We have access to angels at all times. And sometimes you may not know when you need them. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13 says, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. He says, Are they not all ministering spirits? The word ministering there means employed to serve. Angels are employed to serve. He says, are they not all ministering spirits employed to serve? And they have been sent forth to minister. That's a different word. It means to aid in service those who shall be heirs of salvation. If you are saved today, you are an heir of salvation. And listen, you are now eligible for angel assistance. And some of y'all this year, y'all going to need some angels to go in before you. To go whisper in some people's ears to give you favor on something. Some of you all are going to need them and you don't know you're going to need them until you need them. Something happened to me, uh, let's see, a couple of weeks ago maybe now. And so I was on my way to my best friend's church and uh, in Clean. It's about two and a half hours away. And so I went and uh, my car, my uh, Mercedes drives by itself. Okay, you just got to put it all in and it'll drive, right? I mean, it'll turn and all that. But every few like seconds or whatever, you have to touch the steering wheel. Because if you don't do that, it will warn you. And then if you don't 
pay attention to the warning, then uh, it'll start slowing the car down. And then if you don't pay attention, it will pull you over and stop. So, uh, you know, I was cool. I let it drive me all the way to Colleen, you know. I was good. And so it was night. At the, so they asked me to stay over. My pastor was speaking. I went to go hear him. They asked me to, to stay over and eat dinner. And I was like, no, nah, because I go to bed early anyway. That's not going to work for me. So I knew I was going to have to fight sleep on the way home. And then I did something that you don't do. You don't eat before you drive. You don't do that. I ate some chili. I love Wendy's chili. I ate some chili. I'm driving and I feel myself getting sleepy. So instead of just rolling the windows down, letting that cold air come in, I just kept it. I'm like, I just let the car drive me. Well, I fell asleep. I know, right? But I didn't know I fell asleep though. Because the car is driving by itself. But I must have fell asleep with my hand on the steering wheel because it didn't pull me over or stop. So I'm asleep and I'm driving. And uh, I don't know how long I was asleep, but I think I was asleep for a while. <laughs> you say, well, how do you know that, Pastor Evan? Because something happened where the highway was shut down. The whole highway. And they had fire trucks blocking where you could not keep going. And they had all the cars being routed on an exit. I didn't see none of that. I mean, you can see a big fire truck from way back. You see the lights. I saw no lights. The lights were dark. Because I was asleep. But all of a sudden, I know what happened too. All of a sudden, I'm probably here and the fire truck is right where the sound booth is. Boom. Everybody over there. I'm coming straight. And something just hit me. And woke me up. I woke up in just enough time to stop my car and slow it down and get over on the side without having to hit that fire truck. You can't tell me God ain't real. And then the fire man, he came over there. Why are you? I mean, he was yelling at me. I'm just sitting there. What are you doing? What are you doing? I just looked at him and said, hey, I was asleep. I was asleep. I said, look at my dash. My dash told me I was asleep. It showed, you know, when my car, when you sleep in the car, it'll tell you you're dozing. I said, look at my dash. And so he was like, well, you stay right here. I'm going to call the police so they can get you a ticket. I said, okay, that's fine. Maybe I'll just finish my little nap. And then by the time they come back, I'll be ready to drive home. So I'm sitting there for, I don't know, probably 35. Because, I mean, I don't know what happened. It was bad because now they have cars that was on the highway coming back this direction. Now, that's the opposite direction. They're coming this way to get them off the rail. So I'm just waiting for me to get a ticket so I can go home. So I'm sitting there. Finally, the policeman comes. He says, hey, you can go. We, uh, the highway's clear now. In fact, you on there by yourself. Just, just go. I said, but he told me, he said, ah, that's just the fire chief. Don't worry about him. He said, just go ahead. And so I, I'm on the whole highway by myself. My girlfriend is going to get me because I didn't tell her that story. So. so listen, everybody say angels are real. 
It says uh, in Hebrews 11, therefore the angels are only, I'm talking about the New Living Translation, are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. Listen to today's English version. What are the angels then? They are spirits who serve God and are sent by him to help those who are to receive salvation. Here's the last classification of angels from how I've done it. And I call them word angels. And these are angels that deliver specific messages from the Father. In Luke chapter 1 verse 18, here's a good example. And it's all throughout the Bible. Listen, he sent messages to Daniel. He sent messages to Mary. He sent messages to uh, Elizabeth. Well, here, this is John the Baptist's father, which is Elizabeth's husband. It says, and Zechariah said to the angel, whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answered, said unto him, I am who? There's another name. Those are the only two uh, uh, angels' names. He says, I'm Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God. And I'm sent to speak unto him, to you, and to show you these glad tidings. So here's the question. How do we get angels to work on our behalf? Here's point number three, and I'm glad you asked that question. Angels are word activated. See, in an open heaven, angels are active. John chapter 1 verse 50 shows us that. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto you, I saw you under the fig tree, you believe? He says, you're going to see greater things than these. And he said unto him in verse 51, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven what, church? Heaven open. Well, what happens in an open heaven? He says, and the angels of God are going to be ascending, going up, and descending, coming down on the Son of Man. Well, guess what? If that happened to the Son of God, we're sons of God now. He said, so one of the main things that keep angels active is when they respond to the Father's Word. Well, listen to Psalm 103.20. He says, bless the Lord. You, his angels, watch this, that excel in strength, that do his what? Commandments. And they listen to or hearken to the voice of his word. So when an angel delivers a message, listen to this church, this is good. I'm not even going to charge you for this. When an angel delivers a message, even though they may be speaking it, God is the one that's saying it. I'm going to say that again. When an angel delivers a message, even though they may be speaking to whoever the person is, God is the one that's saying it. That's why it must be carried out. So when we speak God's word, church, even though we are speaking it, God is saying it. Oh, y'all didn't get that. Even though we take God's word and we're speaking God's word, even though we are speaking it, it's God saying it. So I'm going to ask Pastor Jonathan to come up because I'm going to give you this example. Because some of you all need to wash your mouth out with soap. So Pastor Jonathan, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to whisper something to him that you can't hear. Okay? All right. Pastor Evan has asked me to have everybody please stand up. Okay, thank you. Sit down. Now, just like you responded to my request, because my question to you is, 
Who actually asked you to do that? See, some of y'all ain't got it yet. He spoke it, but I said it. And even though I said it and he spoke it, you did what he said because I said it. Well, that's how the angels respond. When we say what God has said, they will have to do what God said do because we are saying it because God said it. Give Pastor John a big hand. So just like you responded to the request in my name, how much more will angels respond to things in Jesus' name? The New Living Translation, I'm almost finished here in John chapter 16, verse 23. Jesus said, at the, at the time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you use my name. So when God's word, listen church, is spoken, his angels have to move. And this is why it's so important that we say words that agree and align with what God's word is saying. Because listen, if we don't say words that agree with God's word, we are speaking outside of faith. And if faith comes by hearing and hearing the word, then faith must be in the word when it's spoken. So if I say something outside of the word, I'm not saying something in faith. But if I speak the word, the faith that's in the word will cause whatever needs to respond to it to respond. Why? Because faith's in it. So when we speak God's word, it shows we have faith. Watch this. And faith is the spiritual currency for the kingdom. So what's going to, listen, what's going to take, what is it going to take for you and I to believe that we really, what we say really matters? Because most of us ain't got this. This is the foundation of how Word of Truth is started. What, what, the question is, what is it going to take for us to believe that what we say really matters? Instead of uh, saying what we feel. Because what we feel seems more real than what we need to say. Amen. Here's the thing. Here's how we're going to know how to change that. We need to get a revelation of this take-home statement. Here's the take-home statement. An unmanageable mouth will always lead to an unfulfilled life. I'm going to say that again. An unmanageable mouth will always lead to an unfulfilled life. Listen to Proverbs 21, 23. I'm going to go fast on this. He said, whosoever keeps his mouth, keeps his tongue and his soul from troubles. Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Proverbs 13, 3. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Proverbs 12, 14, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 18, 20, 21, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life is in the power of the what? Tongue. And they that love it shall what? Eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Here's a sobering thought, church, as I close. Here's a sobering thought. Just like the angels of God are are to respond to the voice of God's word, so are demons designed to carry out the voice of your negative words. Wow, did you hear that? I'm going to say that again. Just like the angels of God are to respond to the voice of God's word, so are the demons designed to carry out the voice 
of your negative words. When I was growing up, I had a teacher. I can't even remember her name right now because she was so mean to us. You know, you try to forget people like that, right? But this one teacher, she would always say, if you can't, you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at Y'all had the same teacher, didn't you? Well, I'm going to say this to you today. If you can't say something good, say the word anyway. It's when we learn to speak the word only that we'll see the results. Watch this of the word we'll speak. And see, some of y'all don't say nothing. Your dog ain't come to you if you don't say nothing. Even Fido knows to come when his name is called. Well, guess what? As we get conditioned to say the word, we'll see the results of the word. And notice I'm saying say the word, but I'm saying say the word only. Here's the last verse. Matthew 8, 8. The centurion said to Jesus, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. He said, but speak. Come on, church. Speak what? Oh, that's key right there. He said, speak what? Come on, speak the he said, listen, don't just speak the word. Because see, some of y'all, we doing that. But we got other stuff in that word too. We got some doubt. We got some frustration. We got some irritation. We got some all that foolishness. He said, no, no, no. I need for you to just speak the word. And what he said, my servant shall be healed. Maybe if you'll speak the word only, prosperity will come. If you just spoke the word only, healing will come. If you just speak the word only, your marriage will get better. If you just spoke the word only, God will provide even in the midst of scarcity. He said, speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. If you will speak the word only, then you'll see what you need to see. So, how do we apply today's message? First of all, keep your angels activated by saying what God has said. Remember that angels are always on duty. Number two, keep them active by saying what God says. And here's number three. Take these scriptures on angels and confess them personally. You say, well, how do you do that, Pastor Evan? You say, you know what? Father, I thank you. You said you would cause your angels to take care of me, even if I dash my foot against the stone. Angels of God, thank you for staying around me, keeping me, protecting me in Jesus' name. Because I know without a doubt when I was sleeping in that car... Why did I just all of a sudden wake up before I hit that fire truck? Because the angels of God were surrounding me like the shield. Did you get something out of the message today? So with every head bowed and every eye closed, here's my question. Maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching me and you have... You've never heard this. You knew that a spiritual world existed, but you really never took the time to to hear it like this. And let me just say this, until you give your heart to Jesus Christ, you're going to be part of that group when Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. And you know what? He doesn't want that. And if you die today and you're not 100% sure you'd go to heaven, I want to pray for you.